Bam. We're live. Good morning. 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 Judy, good morning. What's up? Happy Sunday. Wild fights last night. Wild fights. Great fights. Every once in a while, I'm watching the UFC. And I'm like, man, this is barbaric. Why do I watch this? I had one of those moments last night. One guy's face was just beat to a pulp. Fights were in Mexico. In Mexico yesterday. <clears throat> uh, if you can only catch one fight, I would watch the uh, Yair Rodriguez-Ortega fight. It was the co-main event. Uh, some incredible jiu-jitsu, some incredible heart shown. Uh, two Mexican fighters, one from East L.A., one from Mexico. Uh, incredible, incredible fight. Uh, Ortega doesn't look Mexican at all. The picture, his, the, the pictures he takes with his family are hilarious. He, I, he, I, I picture him in my head. He's tall, blue eyes, blonde hair, and then he's just with all these vatos. Like everyone's short and black hair. It's like, uh-oh, someone got with the milkman. I have never been into Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live? Is that the name of the show? They call it SNL, Saturday Night Live. I've never been into that show. That show's been around since I've been a little kid. I never enjoyed the skits. There were some shows that were really popular that everyone liked that I could just never get into. I didn't like that show. Um, I didn't like The Electric Company so much. That was uh, like one of the Sesame Street shows. I didn't like MASH. It was weird when there were popular shows. I didn't like like that movie, uh, that show... um, uh, Friends, I, I didn't, I wouldn't watch that show. There were these really, uh, oh, there was another one. Um, I didn't like Saved by the Bell. I didn't like 90210. There were like these crazy popular shows that I just had found no, I wanted to like them. I wanted to like them. Seinfeld, couldn't stand Seinfeld. I thought it was always just bad acting, but I think that was the charm. The, whatever I didn't like, I think was the charm of it for uh, other people. <clears throat> but I just could for some reason, I couldn't get into it. Not to say that there weren't good moments in it. There were some Saturday Night Live skits that I really liked. Um, I didn't even, I, I liked Chevy Chase, but then every time I watched his skits, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't even like those. It's weird. I was into uh, more crass uh, humor. Um, stand-up stuff. Rodney Dangerfield, uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Andrew Dice Clay. I liked all those guys. Now when, now when I go back and watch it, I don't think it's very clever. It's just crass. I was probably just a little kid. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, little boys will, uh, little boys who go to school, me and my friends did it, and I've heard a lot of other kids did it too. Second Boys in the second grade will, will congregate in the bathroom and just practice saying uh, swear words. And that would be entertainment. So there'd be five, six, ten of us in the bathroom and you just go around. Shit, bitch, ass. And everyone just takes turns strutting their shit, knowing which bad words they know. Uh, what did Seven watch on weekly TV? Yeah. Yes. And now I don't even watch TV. No, we didn't measure penises. We never did that. That was never a... That was never a... I watched Six Million Dollar Man. Yep. Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard. 
I like those shows. I didn't like like Law and Order or Hill Street Blues. I liked the A Team. I liked Hunter. I don't know if you guys remember Hunter. I liked the Fall Guy. There's a uh, a review. So last night on Saturday Night Live, Shane Gillis was on. I think Shane Gillis is hilarious. I think he's so funny. You, you know uh, what's interesting, uh, uh, Mr. Lang? One, I did not like Cheers, but one of my friends liked Cheers, and I really liked this guy. He was like my best friend. So I would kind of enjoy the show. Um, I would enjoy the show because he enjoyed it. So I would, I, so I don't know. Cheers. I was confused about cheers. I like that show. There was a show with uh, Bruce Willis and some blonde chick and they had this like romantic relationship, but they never hooked up. So there was always this tension between them. I don't remember the name of the show. I really liked that show. Really liked that show. Wonder Woman was okay. I liked Linda Carter. I thought she was, I was a little boy. I thought she was just so hot. I couldn't believe it. No, not Matlock. Nope. Not so much. Uh, someone said 24. I didn't watch 24, but I, anytime I did, I thought it was a great show. Magnum P.I. I loved Magnum P.I. I thought that was great. Oh, Moonlighting. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Mr. Lang digging deep. Uh, MacGyver was good. I didn't watch MacGyver either. But MacGyver was good. How about the show? There was a guy, um, there was another show I liked that I didn't watch very often um, where a guy was a time traveler, quantum leap or something like in one show. And then he would always show up in other people's bodies. One show he showed up like in some down syndrome guy's body. No, definitely not Baywatch. I could not watch Baywatch. You know why I didn't like Baywatch? I didn't like Baywatch for one reason. There's this phenomenon and mostly you see it in women but when they, they suck in their stomach and I would see, and I never understood why anyone would do that. Why would you suck in your stomach instead of flex your stomach? Sucking in your stomach is such a weird look, right? It makes me think that those people don't have body awareness and you see a lot more women do it than men do it. Like when they're trying to like look skinny, but you would see a David Hasselhoff do that in the show. He'd be standing around sucking in his stomach. I'm like, dude, like, like we can all see you're sucking in your stomach. But if you flex, so if someone flexes their stomach, sometimes you can't tell. You're like, hey, is that, do they just naturally look like they have that stomach? You just can't tell. I liked Golden Girls. I didn't watch it, but I liked Golden Girls. I thought it was funny. Andy Griffith, only watched that uh, like in a pinch, in, in a pinch. Oh my God, the Hulk. I watched the Hulk like crazy. When I was a little kid, when I was seven years old, I got in this really bad bike accident, almost died. And um, they put me in the hospital and I had to have surgery and they kept it with some pretty serious head trauma. And they kept me uh, unconscious for three days to let my brain heal. And I came to and it was like three in the morning. And the first thing I said to the lady is said, is it Thursday? Did I miss the Incredible Hulk? And she said, uh, yeah, it was like 3 a.m. I had missed it. I was so bummed. So bombed. Three's Company was stupid, but I I watched all the episodes. So stupid. So stupid. But Shane Gillis was on Saturday night uh, live last night. 
And um, this remind this guy's. I will look at. We'll go to this guy's Instagram account, Eric Deegan's, in a second and see what a douche he is. But this reminded me how really shitty and stupid uh, media is. This is from National Public Radio. We'll go over to the Washington Post in a second too, and you'll just see. I know this isn't the right word, and the irony is that I'm frustrated with this article because they don't use right words, but it's almost it, – illiterate's not the right word. How is someone writing for NPR who doesn't have mastery over the language? And I'm not even talking about the nuances. I'm just talking about the critical thinking skills it takes to actually report something honestly. And, and, and maybe I'm a fool. Maybe there's no intention of uh, reporting it uh, honestly. But Shane Gillis struggles in a Saturday Night Live monologue, which avoids the obvious. Now, here we go. Ready? Anyone who thought comic Shane Gillis would emerge confident and defiant hosting Saturday Night Live nearly five years after he was fired from the cast amid a backlash over racist and transphobic jokes. He never told any transphobic jokes. Matter of fact, no one here has ever heard any transphobic jokes. A transphobic joke would be a joke that makes fun of transphobic people. That's the nature of the word joke. Are you guys following me? There was a backlash over, maybe there was, by the way, over racist jokes and tranny jokes. He's confused. He doesn't know what the word jokes mean. If it was a joke about transphobic people, there wouldn't have been a backlash. And when you see that at that point, you know, this guy, Eric Deegan, is a complete moron and a propagandist. He's not a reporter. And if you're going to make these claims that you would th- – the presupposition is here is, is that um, uh, we thought he was going to co- uh, come out uh, confident and defiant. You better show in this that he wasn't uh, defiant or confident, and you better explain what these racist and transphobic jokes are. This guy does this guy, Eric Deegan's. Let's just go look at him really quick before we dig further into the article. Let's see Eric Deegan's. Uh obese. So uh, doesn't doesn't so much, you know, that that's a a correlate of something. Eric Deegan's is an NPR first full-time TV critic, also serving as media analyst and guest host for the network. I want to see his Instagram account. You know this guy's so woke. You know his uh CPU, Central Processing Unit, has been completely compromised with woke shit. I want to see if this guy's on Instagram, Eric Deegan. I hate it when we just have to watch Sev on Google. Someone in the comments yesterday, I did the news yesterday and I called, um, I called uh, Haley Adams normal. And someone thought that that was offensive, that I was minimizing her shit. Wouldn't that be a maximizing it? Letting her know that we're all, we're all that way? We all look back at pictures of ourselves and are like, damn, I wasn't as ugly as I thought I was. 
damn, I should have enjoyed my youth more. That, that's that's got to be a 99 out of 100 of us. I thought it was cool. This is this guy, uh, Mr. Deegan's uh, Instagram account. He likes Martin Luther King. He likes steak. These are good signs. These are good signs. This is not what I expected. This is not what I expected. You think this white guy is a black guy right here? Let me see this. Oh, no. Norm, Norman Lear. Because sometimes old black guys turn into white guys. It's the same with old. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this could be a, This could be an interesting one. All right. Just a just a quick quick search on his IG and I don't see uh, any oh my goodness. I don't see any crazy uh racism or propaganda. But this guy George Decay from uh Star Trek is fucking crazy racist bigot. Proponent of kids taking drugs. Huge proponent of kids taking drugs. Anyway, let's go back. Uh back to the NPR article. Mr. Deegan, you avoided a quick scathing. Good job. Dodged a bullet there. He says, he says, hosting Saturday Night Live nearly five years after he was fired from the cast and made a backlash over racist and transphobic jokes. He didn't make any transphobic jokes. So that's just, he's basically trying, that's the propaganda. He's telling us that if you make a tranny joke, that you're somehow transphobic. Which is crazy because that misses the whole point of jokes. That means that, there, that we he you shouldn't be allowed to make jokes. Jokes is the jokes are the 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 cover for all of that stuff. The, the comedians get a pass on all of that. Same with rappers and boxers. You're allowed to say anything. That's just the way it is. If you don't, if we don't give that pass, if we don't give that pass to comedians, we won't have comedy. That's the whole point. Short jokes. They're not shortists. Jew jokes. They're not Jewish. Jewists. They're not anti-Semites. Remember, this is the whole class of people. This is the entire class of people. There's a, a, a hierarchy to victimhood, right? And this is this this class, this kind of reporting is what keeps the 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 hierarchy in check it's this kind of reporting gills didn't spend much time joking about the controversy or the rise in comedy career that led him to return to the show don't look that up he cracked seconds after walking on stage to greet the audience if you don't know who i am please don't google that what's crazy is why wouldn't why wouldn't you tell us what the joke is that he that he said that was a, a tranny joke or the joke that you're you're deeming as transphobic, that you're conflating was a transphobic joke, but what you're really saying is made him transphobic. Why wouldn't you tell us that? That's what you're supposed to be reporting. I don't believe you. You told us that Donald Trump was racist because of uh, towards Mexicans, and then when you go look at the speech that they point at, all he said is is that Mexico is not sending its finest people to the country; they're sending their criminals and murderers. That's not racist.
when you look up why Donald Trump was racist, they said because he was a slumlord and he kept uh, and he and he had apartment buildings that he didn't take care of. That's not racist. When you look at why Donald Trump was racist, they say it's because he um, he said he would rather have a Jew accountant than a black accountant. That's not racist. At most, that's prejudice or discrimination. But anybody, anybody who wants to win the basketball game picks the black guy. There's there's nuance there. There wouldn't be any gloating. By the way, my guest canceled today at 6.01 a.m. Which is okay. I'm always ready. There wouldn't be any gloating or in-your-face jokes. Instead, Gillis moved on quickly, turning in an uneasy uh, opening monologue punctuated with slight stabs at being naughty. He joked that every little boy is just their mom's gay best friend and offered a bit about how people with Down syndrome, including relatives, are some of the happiest people he knows. It just goes on to be a pointless article. But in some ways, it was an ingenious response to the backlash Saturday Night Live faced in bringing him on as a host. Viewers who might be aware of the criticism but didn't spend time looking over the podcast where he dropped racial slurs, anti-Semitic language, and homophobic, transphobic quips likely watched his monologue and wondered what the fuss was about. You know what's interesting is you can say if I someone can say to you, hey, please don't use that word kike or someone could say to you, hey, please don't use that word spick or hey, please don't use that word retard. But at the very top of the um, victim class. Is people will all they won't they won't say um, uh, don't use the racial slur towards blacks. They'll say don't use the N word. That one you can't even say that you can't say. You can't even say the word. And the 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 effect there is that it's because they're the biggest victims. Everyone who plays that game, whether you like it or not, the implication is they're the biggest victims. And the biggest victims is the one that we all stand on. That's the way you keep people down. You keep recognizing them as victims. That's why the thing, the, the when the person said about the Haley Adams thing, oh, you're minimizing her, her, you're minimizing her. Because I, I don't know if you guys saw the news yesterday, but I was, she was talking about how when she looked back at old pictures of herself, she can't believe how cute, pretty she was. And you don't want a friend who's like, oh my God, that's so sad, blah, blah, blah. You don't want that. You may think you want that. You don't want people sitting around having pity for you, uh, um, feeling sorry for you. At most, at most, maybe you want a little bit of sympathy and a lot of empathy. And, a, and a, yet, me too. At most. Uh, Jay Chapman. I get offended when people call me handsome. I'm more than my incredible looks. You could, right? I, I, I like that. Jake's showing that you can be offended by anything. Fergie show, take her phone away. Yeah, totally, right? 100%. 100%. 
there's this there's this class of people out there now. It's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, I keep running into it more and more and more. They know if they know if you follow them or unfollow them, and they know who the people that are around them, the people that they like, like they track who they follow. It is wild. I don't even know how you would do that. But basically, there's this whole group of people. I want to say a generation, but maybe, but I, I don't know if it's true. But there's this group of people. So, like, if if I'm dating, if I'm if my wife follows someone, then I somehow can see on my phone who she followed, and I can be like, "Hey, why did you follow that person?" We we're, we live in crazy world, banana 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 town pants, banana crazy town banana pants. If you are looking at that stuff, you're crazy. The, the, the Facebook page where you can look up a boyfriend in the past, like boyfriends are rated, women go crazy. If you, if you spend any time on a site like that, you're damaged goods. The question is, is at that point, why are you in a relationship with that person? Anyway, I, I like Shane Gillis. I, I had heard some of that, the material he said before on that show. I wasn't, I liked it. I mean, I like him. It was like when I saw Tosh.0 in concert and um, I would say his monologue was a seven, but I'd give the show a 10 because, or his show was a seven, but I'd give the show a 10 because I enjoyed him so much. I just liked looking at him and walking on stage. And that's how I felt about Shane Gillis yesterday, uh, the clip someone sent me on YouTube. I just enjoyed looking at him. I just enjoyed, um, I just enjoyed looking at him. Thank you for the reminder. I saw that um, someone sent me a link this morning that uh, Talking Elite Fitness now has a new show. So Craig Ritchie has one. Hiller had one for a second. He did one. That inspired me to do one. And now Talking Elite Fitness has one. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the Lone Ranger new show is i did see it's 22 minutes long they must uh they must not have a hiller breathing down their back i told you hiller said he'd unfriend me if uh not like unfriend me on instagram but like really unfriend me if my shows didn't stay between the nine and a half and 15 minute mark he said listen i'm telling you that's the sweet spot I almost didn't do a show yesterday. Yesterday I had a couple of the boys over and we um, we set up the whole system, all the cameras and the audio for the show that we're filming. I'm filming Greg's Up in March, his Broken Science show on March. I think I want to say it's March 9th and 10th. It's a two-day event out in Phoenix. I don't think it's open to the public. But yesterday we spent the morning, so I took my kid to tennis and then we, and then I came back to the house and the boys were here and uh, the three of us, uh, young lads, set up all the equipment, did sound checks, packed it all up, got it ready to take to uh, Arizona. Then I went to the beach. Beach was packed yesterday. Holy cow. Can you believe that? Beach was packed. Hung out there. Then I came home and I was like, I felt, I felt like shit. I had a hamburger, ate, ate a few fries. 
felt good. But I still did the news. I didn't want to. Fergie Show, crazy people have been around forever. We just ignored them rather than give them a platform and platitudes. Uh, um, Jay Vera, award-winning filmmaker. He made a movie about um, type 2 diabetes in East LA when he worked for CrossFit. Like it was a CrossFit project. And now it's a part of the curriculum at I. UC, oh no, it's not a UC, at uh, University of Pepperdine down there in Malibu. It's pretty cool, right? Pretty fucking cool. Carnivore dude was awesome yesterday. People loved him. J.K. Lance, how did Carnivore go? People loved him. Uh, this is a great question. I've been thinking about this. <clears throat> uh, I'm the, I made the behind the scenes, right? And um, recently an athlete reached out to me and said, uh, the, the question Nick Schrouder writes, is the podcast sponsoring a team at the games? And an athlete reached out to me and their spouse reached out to me and said, hey, thank you so much. For the behind the scenes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it made me think about all the athletes who didn't uh, reach out and thank. I'm like, oh, wow, just one reached out and thanked. I, I Don't get me wrong for a second. I don't expect anyone to do it. I'm not like, I'm making this so people will say thank you to me. No, I'm making this because I really enjoy doing it. And I think it'll be great for my channel. I want to stay relevant in the space. And then there's probably a list of other 20 secondary things, right? And I started thinking about my relationship and the media's relationship with the athletes. And I don't think that there's so many things that I don't think the athletes realize. You know, we've talked about it. The media does all this stuff for free. Uh, they do it on their own time. They have to go away from their families all, all, all the, all the things, all the things that the athletes have to do, the media has to do equally as equally as uh, time consuming, equally as dedicated. But the thing is, is that the media is not focusing on themselves. They're not doing it like to, they don't have to like, you don't have to get yourself out there. You have to get your content out there. Your work has to speak for itself. It would be like if an athlete performed with like a mask on and you couldn't see who they were. But the important part for the athletes to realize is they won't be here for long. Right? There are some really big names in the sport that have in our little world, big name, big relative to us, who are gone now. Lots of them, loads of them. Loads and loads and loads. And if you are an athlete and you are not building a good relationship of give and take, because because the, the, the relationship with the with the athletes and the media is the athletes just take. Take, 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 take. That's all they do. Take, 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 take. 
And if you're not building a relationship with them where there's a take and give, you you are um, it, it's not a, it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just mathematically speaking, you're losing opportunity. You're crazy losing opportunity. The coaches are significantly smarter about that. Significantly, significantly, significantly smarter about that. And there are other, there are, I'll tell you someone like who I have an amazing relationship with is like Pat Vellner. Great relationship. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a give and take relationship. It's awesome. I'll tell you a coach who I have a great relationship with like that, um, uh, Matt Torres. Now, would they say that? I don't know. But the bar set so low, so for what those guys do is like off the chart. Uh, Rich Froning, great give and take with the media. Crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. The The... There's no homeostasis with the media. The media is a, uh, uh, athletes and, and people who aren't the media should think of the media as a hammer. And the hammer's always swinging. And if you're not working with the media uh, in the right way, you're getting hit with the hammer. Handy Ryler, constructive criticism. Next year, you should mic yourself so you can mix in a little of your audio without sounding muffled. The directional mics don't pick up very well. Uh, believe it or not, there was a mic pointed at me the whole time. Doing that mix is insane. But I appreciate it. You're right. It, uh, we're, it, 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 you know, it's nuts. This is kind of embarrassing to say, but every year, that's the same criticism. And every year, I think I have it cracked. And so there's this relationship with the athletes. Um, it's, it's the same thing with the athletes and the affiliates and the athletes in the level one. That's another thing that's fascinating to me. The sport, the sport does, is, is not going to grow on its own. It's only going to grow as more people take their level one and more people go to, go to affiliates. And, and in a nutshell, some of you are like, what's the level one have to do with it? The level one, there's this ratio. I forget exactly what it is, but there's this ratio that one out of every nine people that goes to the level one eventually ends up opening a CrossFit gym. There's a whole, none of these things are separate. And so how is it that the athletes aren't always blowing up the affiliates or the level one is another hugely missed opportunity. Not only that, but it would make – think about who runs the uh, the CrossFit Games. It's the guy who runs the level one, Dave Castro. It's so, it's so simple to do. It doesn't require any ass-kissing. It doesn't require any compromising of values. It's, it's quite the contrary. If you're an athlete out there asking, am I taking more or giving more to the ecosystem? Just by the nature of who they are, very few can ignore the affiliates and ignore the level one and be givers. Very few. Just based on like their crazy elite performances, somehow they bring more to the table than that. It's very few. Oh, Jason, there's so much we could do. It's a monster project, man. It's a monster, 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 monster project. Anyone who's an editor must be like, holy shit, they put out 14 episodes. It's a monster project. There's so much we could do. I agree. 
subtitles. We could have sent the audio to an uh, like a professional audio team and had it all cleaned up. There's so there's so much we could do. I mean, years ago you couldn't even afford music. Now at least there's cheap music. Your time, your time as an athlete is going to be really limited. Don't fuck it up with the media. Don't fuck it up with the media. Don't fuck it up with your relationship up with the mothership. I used to have these guys who worked for me. And uh, part of their process was to always fight with me, right? So they'd be making a 30-minute video. And they'd come into my office once a week just complaining. And it used to annoy me. And then I realized, hey, it's just part of their process. But what a bunch of fucking wasted energy that is. What a bunch of uh, wasted energy. Dave is uh, in a position, uh, Hartle, of more power than he's ever had in the company, I'm guessing. He runs two departments. It's kind of crazy. He runs training, and he runs the games. And Nicole does is um, – I don't know what Nicole does. I think her title is chief brand officer, and I think it was considered a promotion from training. But I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know what a chief uh, brand officer uh, does exactly. I don't know if that's – different than the chief marketing officer you know we had jennifer say the president of uh, levi strauss her title as the president was chief brand officer uh, if you don't have a ceo shirt make sure you go over to vindicate and get a ceo shirt I don't know how you could not have one by now. They also released a coffee pod and wad shirt. They have a CrossFit crash shirt. They have a Vindicate shirt. Wait, where's the CEO shirt? Oh, maybe they don't have CEO. Oh, there it is. Down in the very bottom in the right-hand corner. Look, they even got a no-rep shirt. All the cool kids use uh, Vindicate, I think. Partners, Hiller, Colton, Sevon. Oh, what's Colton doing? Sentinel? Sentinel? Women of CrossFit. What is this? Uh, women of CrossFit. Every woman should know how to clean. Oh, okay, I approve. Is that a sexist joke? Play on words. Uh, barbell spin. Kilo gyms. Heat one app. Heat one app. Heat one app. What is this? Heat one app has a shirt. Look at that. All right. Who else? Uh, Fluffy Duck. Competitive female training. What is this? CFT. All right. Are there coaches that just like only coach one sex? Like, hey, I only coach men. I only coach women. I guess that could be a thing. Fluffy Duck. I really like this dude, Josh Purdy. He just had Rich Froning on. I thought that was a fucking... I don't see Rich do a lot of pod podcasts. Uh, Saber and Kelly, I'm saving the behind-the-scenes episodes by forcing myself to not watch the last five yet. Yeah, you kind of... Yeah, I get that. I get that. Edgard. Edgard Lozano. Gangster. 
Sevy, loved your interaction with the champ, Laura Horvat. I see that things are being polished little by little. That champ? Which champ? That champ? Uh, Sevon, have there been talks about you coming back to CrossFit? Uh, not that I know of. I think it's quite the contrary. I think it's quite the contrary. I wonder, though. I wonder, I, I wonder if, uh, if I was on, if I was one of the investors in CrossFit, I would be like, what the fuck is going on? What, why, how is this dude an outside dog? Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'd take the job a and there is no offer. Don't I'm not, I'm by no means am I pretending like there's an offer. Not even in the slightest. Um, Hey, do you guys think this is true? I'm going to play you this. You think this is true? I saw this. I've been kind of following this case, but here's a summation of it. This is um, Trump has been ordered to pay a massive fine to what I think is the state of New York. Uh, and, and, li and listen to this summation of the case. If this is true, this is this is wild. Here we go. Well, over in the state of New York, Donald Trump is just ordered to pay $350 million for the crime of taking loans from banks for real estate deals and paying back those loans. No actual fraud here. He paid back the loans. So uh, Tucker's saying that Trump took out a loan and paid back the loan, but somehow there was fraud involved. Okay, let's hear it. Maybe, maybe Trump stole the money or something. Here we go. These are huge banks, some of the biggest banks in the world. They were happy with the terms, but the state of New York is not happy. Kevin O'Leary trying to explain to a CNN host what this actually means. Watch this. Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city. Every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case. The banks are very good and they say, no, it's worth 300. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. In this case, even the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd so he was charged with fraud for overvaluating his building and then the bank um, reduced the value that he said and lent him the money and then he paid it back. But they're saying that Trump overvalued the building. And because of that, he has to pay back. He has to pay a fine to the state, not even to the bank of three hundred fifty five million. So every so. It was it's a victimless crime with a three hundred and fifty five million dollar penalty. I, I don't know. Apparently he lied about what it was worth. I, I, I hear you. Um, I, I wonder how they I wonder how they determine if he lied. How do you, because the bank has to go then and reevaluate it too, right? The bank has to go there and be, is the bank, uh, is, what's the word, culpable of overvaluating the building also? Are they an accomplice to that? I, 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 this is a bizarre, this is a crazy story like to but the judge said no 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 let's penalize this developer for 355 million and if we're going to do that let's penalize all the developers all across america they've all done the same thing all of them 
should go to jail and we should stop building buildings. It's not about Donald Trump. It's about our system and whether we should allow a small number of partisans to burn it to the ground for the sake of winning a presidential election. Is that, is that, I, I need to know more. I need to know more details. Was the building only worth $20 million? Doesn't that matter? Doesn't it matter how close he was? Doesn't that matters, right? That 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 has to be a part of the equation. That sucks. I I really wonder how that's going going to play out. If that if that's really being depicted right, I, I can't believe that that's exactly right. Something there's got to be some nuance there, or some detail. You can't you can't find someone three hundred fifty five million dollars for saying that their building is worth more, unless it was a thirty trillion dollar building. I don't know. It, it, something's not adding up there. Woke Barkley. Even Charles Barkley knows. It's so funny. Super woke Charles Barkley. Uh, the enforcer, by the way. Very, very angry when players in the NBA didn't want to take drugs. The enforcer of uh, the Pfizer enforcer, Charles Barkley himself. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Ready? This is kind of hard to hear. Listen carefully. He's going to destroy uh, the city of San Francisco. Here we go. Seventeen degrees. <laughs> hey, 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 Reggie. Yes. If you had a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, oh, when you, oh, that's great. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Hey, hey, you're not welcome. Hey, you're not welcome. Hey, hey, hey. We love San Francisco. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof vest. Hey, and security. You live in he calls San Francisco a shithole, and the other, the only uh, comeback the guy has is, "Well, you live in um, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia is worse than San Francisco." But I just love it that he calls a uh, woke Chuck calls San Francisco a shithole. Crime. Uh, those are my words. Interpretation. Homeless drug addicts everywhere. So tired of being called homeless. That's nice. That's nice getting on the same page. I was tripping on the word narcissism, narcissism the other day, and it didn't have the definition that I thought it had. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, I thought narcissism meant when you were just overly self-obsessed with yourself. That's what I thought it meant. But I looked up the word narcissism, and it means excessive interest in, or oh. Excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. Excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical uh, appearance. And then if you look up um, obsessive of oneself, uh, let me see, did I spell that wrong? Um, obsessive. Obsessive of oneself, a self-obsessing uh, definition, excessively preoccupied with oneself or with one's concerns, obsessed with one's, uh, oneself. And somewhere I saw it's the same of, as narcissism. I don't see it now. 
So I don't, I don't know how firm or strict that definition is of narcissism, but I wanted to tell you one of the manifestations of narcissism. Anytime, anytime you're self-obsessing on yourself, one of the, there's two ways it can, it, there's two ways it can come out. There's people, normally when we think of narcissism, we think of someone as like, who thinks that they're fucking amazing, right? Oh my God, I'm so great. 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 Right. That's the thing, right? But you have to remember there's another, there's another manifestation of narcissism, narcissism. And it's insecurity. Massive, massive insecurity, feeling sorry for yourself. All of these are self-indulgent behaviors. Oh my God, I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly. That to me, that's a narcissist. You are, you are no pool boy is just beautiful. Pool boy is just beautiful. And so we want to call him a narcissist because we we can't imagine you being that beautiful without being a narcissist. That, that there, there's a leap there. Yeah, victimhood. That's the so many people uh miss this piece. And, and, and that's the danger of having sympathy or empathy for people who are just deeply insecure or playing the victim mentality. Those are narcissists. It's a it's a really sad form of narcissism. Just this any anything that has you involved is self-indulgent. And I'm not suggesting it's bad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not suggesting it's good. We know people in the community who are like that. We know people all around us, all the, all the pity party people, crazy narcissists. Whole Instagram account of feeling sorry for your situation. Narcissist. You were also describing pool boy though, Sevi. I don't, I, I never see, I, I, he never talks about himself to me at all. I, I never see him. I think of him, I think of him as a comedian. I think, I think it's a tragedy. I think pool boy is a very loving, um, uh, funny guy who's uh, cursed with his beauty. That, that's my 50 cent interpretation of him. You know what I mean? Like really beautiful people, like the really hot female comedian. Like just cursed with uh, beauty. Uh, Zach Jones, every liberal has a practice of narcissism. Yeah, I like that. A practice of narcissism. Yeah, pool boy's funny as shit. You don't think he's funny? Dude, he cracks the most jokes in the comments out of anyone. Uh, Heidi's pretty funny too. Heidi's very funny. Yeah, uh, Heidi. Heidi is uh, very funny. A uh, quick, sh quick, quick, quick witted. Hey, listen, I'm not giving the the funniest award right now. I'm just saying that pool boy's funny, funny as shit. No, I'm not sending pool boy a link. No, that's one of those things that triggers me. Anytime someone says send send someone a link, I get triggered. It makes me not want to send it. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield. Here we go from the academic in the group narcissism, a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. And that's, what's wild about it. Those people who are just like insecurity is just such a weird form of narcissism. Like if you're going to be narcissistic, like just love yourself, think you're the shit run with it that way. 
<clears throat> so if an athlete, I sponsor every single athlete already. That's the thing. Someone was asking, are you going to sponsor a team? I sponsor every single athlete. When is an athlete going to sponsor the show? I already sponsor every single athlete. Hey, you know what's interesting? Going back to the pool boy thing, pool boy's never asked to come on the show. Lots of people have asked to come on the show. Pool boy's never asked to come on the show. Pool boy's like, hey, the only pool, the only thing pool boy's ever asked me for is he asked if Rafa could come on the show. I think, and and I appreciate that. Maybe, or maybe he said, hey, you should consider my boy Rafa. And it was, and, and I was so glad he did. Every every athlete is welcome on the show. I'll blow everyone. I'll blow anyone up who want whoever wants to come on the show and just have me just balls deep them. Just you know, you know how I do it. Don't make me bring the black cock out. I will. Every, everyone's welcome on the show to peddle their wares, to come on and have me ask questions. I will, yes, thank you. I will blow anyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm made to do that. I'm made to love on people. Just bring them on the show, anyone. Fucking, uh, Rafa Sanson never even been to the games. It told me look like Mexican Humpty Hump. And here's the thing. Some people don't even know I'm blowing them. I don't know. When I said uh, Haley Adams is normal, I'm blowing her. But some people get offended by that. I, and I get it. Not everyone wants a blowjob. Yeah, just bring your trigger list. Thank you. Submit your trigger list. Tri 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 submit your trigger list before. I'm I'm not I'm not suggesting by the way that anyone uh, owes it to me to come on the show or should come on the show with this next statement. But if someone like um uh Danny Spiegel were to come on the show, like I would be absolutely uh, terribly kind to her and I suspect and I say this with uh, zero humility but with peace and love that she would have a transformation process amongst her status in the community. There would be five morons who would hate her who would be like, why did you go on that guy's show? And there would be thousands of people who would be like, there'd be 50,000 people would end up watching the show and they would be like, holy fuck, Danny's so fucking cool. That was so cool seeing her and Sevy talk. But in another week, she'll be gone and I'll still be here. And that's kind of my point. It's kind of hard to say without sounding like a braggadocious asshole, but it's kind of the way it is. It's like, not kind of, it is the way it is. So, I mean, you could come on here and just fuck yourself. You could shit your pants, but I don't think people do. I try not to let anyone do it. I don't, do you guys think I ever play gotcha? I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Ma'am, do I look different to you guys? I'm working out really hard. Speaking of narcissists, I've been doing like shit that I don't want to do. Like really don't want to do. I did, um, I did a power clean with 135 into a second power clean to a front squat. I didn't do the, um, and I did that on the minute for uh, 10 minutes. So I did 20, 20 cleans with 135 and 10 front squats. 
in 10 minutes. I never do that. I, I like I said, like the last time I did that, I did that for the Instagram when I did those 10 power cleans with 135 unbroken. I don't know. That was like a year ago. 135 break me in half. I'm glowing. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting at it. I don't want to get totally caught off guard and open. I'm going to have some pathetic scores. Speaking of feeling sorry for yourself. Holy shit. I'm going to have some scores and people are going to be like, what did he, what, how, what, how did that happen? Yeah. I see traps too. Yeah. Thank you. I see traps too. It's crazy. My titties are huge. My titties are huge. I'm weighing 170. It's crazy. I rode the assault bike for 40 minutes last night. Thank you, Philip Kelly. I rode 40 minutes. No, no, sorry. 400 calories. I did 400 calories in 49 minutes. I was just watching the UFC fights on the assault bike. 400 calories in 49 minutes. Yeah. No, this is a large. I'm a large. I'm a fucking. I, the thing is, I'm afraid I can't put on any more weight or I'm going to have to go into an extra large. It's weird. I won't even wear this shirt outside. Like this CEO shirt, this particular one, I don't, I won't even wear out of the house. Like if I eat one thing, this thing will be hugging a roll. Yeah, vindicate. Uh, 170, you're almost a full-grown adult now. Yeah, crazy. So uh, this morning we've learned that um, you can't tell. No one's ever heard a transphobic joke. You've just heard tranny jokes. And then it's up to you to decide whether you think that person's transphobic or not because you don't understand what comedy is. And uh, one of the um, manifestations of narcissism, 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 narcissism. My mom's definitely going to send me, uh, call me today and tell me how to pronounce that word. I get one of those once a week. Is deep insecurity, deep expression of insecurity. All that is, is you're just perseverating on a thought about yourself. It's like if you're going to perseverate on a thought about yourself, flip the script on it. Be like, damn, I'm good looking. Damn, I'm good looking. Damn, just flip it. Zach Jones, uh, the last few behind the scenes uh, were so good. Here's an example. Here's an example. Um, here's an example. I'll give you an example, uh, two, two examples. CrossFit said I could do the behind the scenes. And I know for them, f f because they're stupid, that was a hard decision for them to make. And, and, I, and, I've, and I do stupid things too. I'm, I don't mean st they're stupid in a bad way. But that was a hard decision for them to make, and they made it. And the benefits of them is massive. Massive, 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 massive. And on top of that, it didn't cost them anything. Um, it, it was a net gain. Uh, people were happy to see me at the games. And I made the content, and then I made the L1 commercial and the open commercial. And um, I think that it influenced other people in the media space significantly also to um, get on board because the team that I and, and the team that I swim with influences me very heavily. Also, I'm not saying it's a one way street at, by any means. And so you have this huge win for CrossFit because of that. And I took that initiative to do that. 
I, I went above and beyond what anything was asked of me. And it's a win-win for everyone. I asked Dallin, Jason, and Colton during the open to come do a show. These are, these are high-level games athletes who are 100% dedicated to their fucking craft. These are full-time fucking athletes. Don't get it. Don't don't get it twisted. Colton Colton doesn't really work on a pig farm. He just makes that up for part of his brand value. Um, they are going above and beyond to participate in something that um uh to to to, to participate in something that will help me, that will help the community, that will help the podcast, that will help the open. Don't get me wrong; it will help them also. But they but but they don't have to do it. They could be like, fuck that, dude. It's the open. I'm not I'm not flying to I'm not flying to CrossFit Charlotte going against some dude, no name motherfucker named Taylor Self. Dallin could be like, dude, are you kidding me? I was the CrossFit Games champion. I'm the I'm gonna be the champion really soon. You got me going against Taylor Self on your podunk podcast. Eat a dick. Easily could have said that. easily and it wouldn't have been wrong it would have been i would have understood but i'm trying to give you examples of the other way athletes who are taking advantage of their short window of just working media an athlete here's another one an athlete reached out to me the other day i can't wait to have her on the show and she said hey this athlete's never called me she called me on my phone i saw her name light up on my phone crossfit games athlete she's like hey man i'm like hey what's up to hear from you she's like i can't believe you answered i'm like i can't believe you called she said hey i took my level two i'm like no shit she's like yeah i'm like how was it she goes sick i loved it i'm like oh cool she's like well i just wanted to call and tell you that because i know you're a big proponent of the crossfit training methodology and people learning more about it i said dude that's awesome you want to come on the show and talk about it she said i'd love to done not raptus Love me some Raptus, though. Raptus mom and dad. Love me them. I'd say Raptus is one of the athletes I'm excited to see at the, uh, if I'm allowed to do the behind the scenes again this year. It's not just that I'm allowed to do the behind the scenes. If I'm not allowed on the floor, if I'm not given access to the floor, I'm not going. Just so you know. Just, everyone, just brace yourself. I'm not going there to do a half-assed job. I proved myself in the biggest way. That's not narcissism. I'm not perseverating on it. I'm just saying it's the, it's, it's the facts. Like if they don't allow me, there's things that CrossFit does to me that uh, is just ego on their part and hurts the whole ecosystem. Not significantly, maybe less than 1% of 1% of 1%. But there's things that they do to me that is no sweat off. The, and I, we all do it. I'm not just picking on CrossFit. I don't do it. I don't have that kind of ego. But it, it 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 makes no sense not to give me access. They and they might try some shit. Well, it's not fair if we don't we don't give other people access. It, who give, you're owned by private equity it has nothing to do with fair and not fair. It has to do with what's best for um, promoting the sport and promoting the affiliates. Sorry, affiliates, we're not going to let Sevon put out the best content that could could help you because it wouldn't be fair because we didn't let the buttery bros on there. I mean, can you imagine that kind of fucking logic? Anyway, I'm getting riled up before they even say no, but I'm just saying. 
Do you see any va value filming there at the games? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Dude, tremendous value. D dude, the podcast, because CrossFit let me film at the games and I, and I aired those things on my station, it, it's changed the entire trajectory of the podcast. The numbers are fucking. If you are a sponsor of anything else in the ecosystem except for CrossFit Inc. and you haven't contacted me, you're out of your fucking mind. This thing is a, uh, a, that sounded a little narcissistic. No, it's not. It's not. I don't think narcissistic is, uh, uh, is it has nothing to do the, the way I use the word it has nothing to do with how great you think you are. It's just a being obsessed on yourself about yourself. I'm not obsessed about myself in the slightest. I wish I was a little more obsessed about myself. Maybe I'm obsessed about my kids. I'm obsessed about the show. I'm obsessed about Jake, Jake Chapman's shirt off. Um, but, uh, but it, it, it's not narcissist. Oh, you fucking derailed me. I was going to go off about how great I am. Damn it. Conceited. Maybe. Yeah. Thank you. Let me look at that word. Conceited. Conceited. Uh, excessively proud of oneself. Yeah. Uh, what is an example of conceit? Conceited person has an inflated self-image and perceives himself as incredibly entertaining and wonderful. Uh, I don't think I'm that. Talking incessantly about your accomplishments on the on the clarinet or amazing ability to wiggle your ears. Maybe. I don't know. The behind the scenes, I'm going to give myself a lot of wiggle room here because the behind the scenes is just being released. All the numbers are doing great. I think I'm just, it's like it's my birthday and I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm 45. And someone's like, you're, but why are you so conceited? It's like, dude, it's my birthday. It's like, it's like, give me this day. Give me this moment. So there you go, Athena Perez. I'm obsessed with that picture as well. Yeah, the Jake Chapman picture. There you go. So anyway, you you don't want to put things. Um, it doesn't. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Too many, too many of this. I'm giving too many of the same examples. Okay, here you go. You ready? Everyone, brace yourself. If you're woke, now's the time to walk away. You do not want to see this one. This one is going to, uh, this one's really going to break your heart. If you are woke, you do not step away from the uh, screen right now. You do not want to hear this. This is going to devastate you. All right. I warned you. There is this narrative that America weaponized smallpox against Native Americans, and it couldn't be further from the truth. It goes back to the French and Indian War at Fort Pitt, Pennsylvania. The Delaware Indians had sided with the French and they had pinned down a small British military unit inside of Fort Pitt. The British soldiers were outnumbered, sick, and becoming desperate. And that's when British officer Jeffrey Amherst had an idea. He instructed Colonel Henry Bouquet to try to infect the Delaware with smallpox. They were pinned down, desperate, and they thought that this would give them a fighting chance. And although there's no evidence that this plan actually worked, schools have taught generations of Americans that this is how the Native Americans were taken out. But in reality, it was one incident 13 years before America was even a country. And it was the British. And it was just one military unit out on the frontier 
fighting for survival. But there is a Marxist agenda in American schools to make school children identify as either victims or oppressors. So they want us to believe that natives dying of disease, which is sad, was something that was done deliberately. But in reality, there's no historical evidence to back up those claims. And this is why I write books on how information is controlled and rights fundamental to being an American. Because people that identify with shame will voluntarily surrender those rights. People who vol uh, who identify with shame. That's got to be a component of narcissism. Just deep shame. Yeah, that's just shame is another one. Kind of wild, right? When you start thinking of what narcissism is and just the different manifestations of it. People who identify with shame will own that. They're they're looking for something to feel bad about themselves, even if it's just a bullshit story. Did you guys fucking hear that? It was British British soldiers stuck in a fort surrounded by French and Native Americans getting attacked, about to be killed and in desperation. They think they're going to throw blankets out and give the enemy smallpox. And now in 2024, it's some story that some fucking uh, a whole, the state of Cal, every white person in the state of California feels bad about, like they killed Native Americans. God damn. <clears throat> uh, Whitney Davis, and you don't put it behind a paywall. I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm ready to fight. Oh, you allow us to get so much from these athletes. Yeah. Uh, Lilu, uh, I'm shameless and aimless. Guess that's why I was spared from being woke. It can happen to anyone. I'm telling you. Don't put your guard down. You guys think that's true? What about that story? You think that's true? Which one do we believe? What's crazy is I've never questioned that. That's just one of those stories I believed. I just my, I, I just believe that the pilgrims came and, and that they either accidentally or knowingly spread disease to the Indians and the Indians died. And I never looked into it. I never read into it. I just assumed it was true. Now, here we go. The, the, now, all of a sudden, there's some details. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, shit. Those fucking, those Indians got what the fuck they deserved surrounding those British soldiers, hanging out with French dudes. What do you think's going to happen? Chemical warfare. Can you imagine being alive back then? No running water, no fucking electricity. Cold. Can't walk too far away from your house because you could fucking get scalped. Make San Francisco seem cool. I don't know. All right. I don't know if I have anything else for you guys today. I don't feel like going through all this stuff. I need to reorganize my notes. Notes are a fucking mess. Oh, I can't. Wow. 
I can't even come up with TikTok on my computer anymore. Hmm. America is not divided by race, color, gender, or sexual orientation. America is divided into wise people and fools. And fools divide themselves by race, color, gender, or sexual orientation. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. God, my notes are... My notes are a mess. I apologize. Here we go. Uh, Zuby. He, he was the flavor of the month for a second. Here we go. Way more likely to commit suicide. Men who are more likely to be homeless. Men who live on average three to five years less. Do you know, we never hear the end of the gender life expectancy gap. No one gives a crap that men die five years earlier than women. If women were dying earlier than men, we would never hear the end of it. Yes. So all these narratives that women are the victims and that they're oppressed by men or there's male privilege and this and that, you can invert all of them to sell the case that it's men who are oppressed and men who are victimized, right? Who are way more likely to commit suicide, men. Who are more likely to be home. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're stronger. I mean, not me, but some men. I don't know. The stronger person always has to be. Yeah, we're stronger. I don't know. I don't know about that. What was I thinking when I picked that up? Oh, here. This one says hitting during sex. What is this? Oh, this story's crazy. Holy shit. If I played this, I apologize. This story's nuts. Here we go. I do have some good notes. Fuck, I forgot how good I am. Here we go. That came out in court. See, I wasn't narcissistic. I wasn't self, I wasn't, uh, I had low confidence for a second. I forgot how great I am. Now I'm back to how great I am. Here we go. Indicating that you had planned the whole thing out. So I want to read some of these texts from you to a friend between the two of you before you met Trevor, this one. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. Okay. Victim is an interesting choice of words. I'm, I'm going to allow you a chance to explain yourself. But after you agreed to meet... You asked your friend what should what you should steal. Your friend answered his money. Uh, he says another one from you to a friend. I'm going to his house Wednesday. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll with a screenshot in which you told him tryouts don't scare me, Bauer. Pick a day and I am there. Here are some more after you and Trevor met up. Net worth is 51 million to which your friend responds. Bitch, you better secure that bag. Your text, need daddy to choke me out, being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million. You say this wasn't a setup. How can you expect anyone to believe that? That's a great question. I really appreciate text messages that came out in court. Indicating oh, but they didn't let her answer. So this story's fucking crazy. This chick was texting with her friend. That she was going to somehow set this guy up to get his money. I think I, someone told me. I don't know. Now I'm starting to remember. Maybe we've talked about this on the show before. But I think this guy's whole baseball career was fucking destroyed by this chick. I guess maybe. I guess maybe he should have known better. <clears throat> Ma'am. Being a professional. I wish we had something like that in CrossFit. I wish some guy would come out and be like, so-and-so beat me up. Made me put it in her ass. I really didn't want to. 
Uh, I'd go. I I'd like Gold Digger for one thousand. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Olivia, he was on the Patrick Bed David podcast recently. Wow. Maybe I should listen to that. I've been listening to so much uh, tooth powder shit and like oral hygiene shit. And like, I'm so excited about the Matuthi and I'm just like obsessing now. I'm so happy. It's like just right in my fucking wheelhouse. Hey, basically anything you don't want the world to see, you shouldn't send in a text message, I guess. I guess that's the, because it seems like they always get out. They always get out. Man, that's a tough one. This, this, I'm ready to go. What did she say? Full steam whore, full, full whore ahead and get choked out to get this bag. I didn't even know girls talk like that. I'm fucking stupid. Is Joseph R. Biden of Delaware the duly elected and lawfully serving president of the United States of America. He is the president of this country. Is he the duly elected and lawfully serving president of the United States? He is the president of our country. Are you answering that, omitting the language duly elected and lawfully serving purposefully? I'm answering the question, he is the president of the United States. And you have no view as to whether he was duly elected or is lawfully serving. I'm telling you he's the president of the United States. No further questions. Is Joseph R. Biden of Delaware. The- Senator Sheldon Whithouse, Democrat, Democrat, Rhode Island, questioning Alabama Attorney General Democrat Steve Marshall. These are two Democrats. They know. They know. Two Democrats, they know. Oh, Christine Young, they really don't know. Oh. Oh. All right, well, fuck, you just ruined my bit. Thank you. Appreciate you fucking that all up. Uh, I guess that guy Marshall, I'm looking at my notes, I guess that guy Marshall wasn't, uh, was a Democrat until 2011 and then became a Republican. So only one of those guys was... um, Oh, it's my dad calling me from Armenia. Jesus Christ. Man. Uh, man, I don't know if I should answer this. Fuck it. All right. Let's see how this goes. Hi. Oh. Okay, cool. Listen, my dad, you can hear my dad's accent. He, sound, he sounds Middle Eastern. Listen. How are we? We are with Heidi and can you hear me, Savon? I can, I can. I'm live on the podcast. Uh, how in the world do we end up with your dad and you? I don't know, that's weird. Listen to my dad, you'll hear his, his Armenian accent. Heidi. Heidi. I think he I think he's gone. Oh, all right, bye. So much for that. All right. I always put the wrong end of the phone up. The audio comes from here, but I always go like this. How come no one's ever told me in the comments? Hey, jackass, it's down here like this. Ding dongs. No one's paying attention. I know someone's gonna be like, I've thought of that many times. I just haven't told you.
I ignore your super chats. Who does? I do. Wait, let me get what the are you talking about? I'm looking. I'm going back. I'm scrolling back. I'm scrolling back. I'm doing a show here, motherfucker. Yonsky. I don't ignore your DMs. Okay, so that so I guess so I told you wrong. One of those guys wasn't a Democrat. One of those guys used to be a Democrat. But he's not a Democrat anymore. But they know. Everyone knows. Oh, my goodness. I tried to get this guy on the show. You want to see this? I've shown you this before. I promise I won't show you again. I can't promise you that. Look at this. Wanted to get this guy on the show so fucking bad. This guy, his Instagram account is one underscore EBN. And he's a repo guy. This channel is amazing. Watch this shit. I think this account has hundreds of thousands of followers. He's backing up into a car wash with his tow truck. Look at look how fast he goes. There's the guy. Did you see that? That's the guy whose car it is. He's over there paying to get water. Look at this shit. Oh, the guy was done washing his car and he was in the vacuuming stage. Oh my goodness. Hey, that's not narcissistic. Dick, but that, that guy's wearing a shirt that says goat. He really is the greatest of all time. Like no one, there has to be a, a, a symmetry, a commensurate description and behavior. And that guy has it equal. It's an algebraic equation. He is the greatest. Look at that. And he filmed it for us to see. Oh my God. He just stole a dude's car in front of him. Someone needs to do an Instagram account like this where dudes take uh, other dudes' girls from them. Hey, girl. What's up? Wow. Joe Biden should forgive his auto loan. I know. That's coming next, dude. You think that's funny? That's coming next. Pool boy, there was a bunch of fucking gay dudes in here trying to ass pound you. Bunch of fucking jealous motherfuckers jealous of you. Don't worry, I had your back. I got you. You're funny and hot. Just a bunch of a bunch of dudes wanting to ride your jock. I got you though. We're good. You good. You're good. You're all good. You don't even need to go back and watch it. It's all good. Just 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 gonna make you uh fall in love with me if you see how hard I went in the paint for you. Jeff die. I've been enjoying his shit a lot lately. Here we go. My grandma used to do it. And when she would reference uh, mentally challenged people in the oldest, she called them mongoloids. She'd be like, oh, I'm working with some mongoloids at the church. And then people like my mom would be like, you bitch. <laughs> They're called retarded. You know, like, like, cause that was the like PC term for that time. That was like normal. And then my mom would say like, oh, I'm at the March of Dimes with the retarded kids and then, me and my sisters would be like, Mom, ugh! It's called mentally challenged, Mom! And then turn to special needs, and then someday I'll be an old man, and I'll be like, I'm helping with the special needs, and they're gonna be like, they're called ice cream enthusiasts, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're doing will later be trash. You're not good. You're just current. Here's the thing, my grand- Fuck, he's good. 
there are there an abnormal amount of good comedians or is just it just seen that way because we're on instagram now and we, we have access to so many people and all the cream just rises to the top fuck that's good damn that makes me never want to be a comedian same reason i never want to be a crossfit games athlete there's too many good people Here we go. I got a gay code I live by. Gay code I live by. This how I go. Where I come from, if it's two women in a relationship, then one of them got to be the man. How do they determine who's the man? It's simple. Whoever played basketball <laughs> is the dude, right? And that's me. I got a mean dribble. And here's the thing. I don't agree with the rule. I don't agree with that shit. I don't want to be the man. I feel like I'm too sexy to be the man. I'm beautiful. You feel me? Like I got beautiful long hair. It's all mine, straight from the scalp. I got beautiful teeth. I got beautiful titties. Can't really see them right now. So I got my gay vest on, so they strapped down to my stomach right now. I'm too cute to be a man. I don't agree with the rule, but I follow it. I follow it because I don't want my gay people to push me out of my own community. So that means that I'm the best husband that I can be. That means that at home, I might not know how to fix that leak in that roof, but I go up there. I be climbing that ladder looking like a damn fool. I don't know how to fix that shit. It's all a lie, right, fellas? I got a gay code I live by. God, that's so this good. Go. Where I come from, God, if there's two women good. in a relationship. God, it must it, that that's complicated shit. I bet you I bet you if I listen to like podcasts with about gay people more, I'd hear more shit like that. I'm really interested about that. Like, can you be set free from that? Can you just have two girls? But I get it. I mean, there's like, that's what I do. Like, I'd never clean rain gutters. And a couple of years ago, I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm going to go up there and pretend to be the man. I mean, I don't think of it like that. I say that for funny, but I go up there and pretend to do it. And I know I don't want my wife doing it. I don't know. If, excuse me. I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with. I'm not like she has a vagina. She can't go up on the roof and clean it. Or I have a penis. I have to go up and do it. I don't think like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trained. Maybe I'm just a monkey. It's the same thing. Like if, if she pulls up, like there's just things I don't want. I don't like, I would never let my wife take the trash out. Why should she have to do that? I think I have my wife trained pretty well too. I, my wife, I'm going to ask my wife a question about that. Actually, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Hey, I can't go to bed with trash in the trash can. Can you guys? Like, if it's full and I walk by it and it's like one in the morning, I'm like, I got to go to the trash. And, and I got to go outside. I got to open the garage door. Even if it's pouring rain, I'll go out and do it. 32 degrees outside. Walk outside. Walk around past the skateboard ramp. It's all dark back there. Weird shit on the ground. I cannot leave trash in the trash can in the kitchen. I think my, I think my wife's talking to my dad right now. Bye. Later, MLK. Gotta go. Bye. Makes me sad you gotta go. Maybe we'll pick up a listener. Hey, guys, there's room install number seven for you if you want to be uh, listen to the show now. MLK has left. My phone's not working. Hello? Oh, no. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. I wonder who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out.
There'll be news. I think there'll be news today. Oh. Uh-oh. I don't think. Hi. Hey. Hold on. I can't hear you. What'd you say? Hey. Did you talk to my dad? We will cut off for you. Say that again? So we got off the phone for you. Oh. Oh, so, you, oh you didn't have to do is that. Is this important? No. Hey. <laughs> it's all right. Do you ever take the trash out? We can call him right back. Do you ever take the trash out? Ever? I mean, just like 99% of the time. If I'm home, do you take the trash out? No. Okay. That's your job. Right. And if you walk by it and you see it's full, you never say to me, you never even say to me, hey, will you take the trash out? But are there sometimes you walk by it and you're like, no. man, this needs to be taken out. Yeah. And maybe, and sometimes if you're not home, I will put it, I will take it out. But yeah, of course, I just thought you like to you, do that. Yeah. Oh, you I don't oh. Want to take your job away. No shit. Is that why? And just and, like the wash. Wow. Oh, that's all. Is that <laughs> really true? Your is that really true? Or are you away? just saying that because we're on the air? I mean, it's partially true. I, the thought comes in. I don't know, like, how much I believe it. Right. But I notice I'll be like, oh, he likes to do it. <laughs> Did you, do you notice that uh, um, if the trash is full at night and everyone else is asleep in the house, you'll wake up in the morning and it'll be empty? Like, I can't go to sleep with the trash. Yes. Full? You know that about me? Yes. I, yes. And I appreciate that. Wow. You don't like it. It's you nice don't like going up too. You don't like going to bed with a bunch of trash in the kitchen either. I just think no, like the or smells dirty dishes and, in the sink. Well, yeah, yeah. The kitchen's always clean. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So you just, you leave it are for you, me? Are you questioning? You leave it for I'm not. I was just wondering. I'd never talked to you about it, and I was like, oh, uh, uh -huh. I always, you never ask me to take the trash out, and I always take it out. If I did see, I've seen you definitely once every two months. I'll see you like start fussing with the trash, and I'll come over there and be like, no, no, no I got it. Yeah, and usually. And I'll grab yeah. it out of your hand. I can't see have you fussing with touching the trash. Right, which has trained me to think, oh, he just wants to do it. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, good. All right. That's perfect. That's the way I wanted to, that's what I wanted to know. I was wondering if it's just out of if I trained you. Okay. All right. Thank you. So you don't get upset if you see the trash full, you're not like, damn, Haley, why aren't you taking the trash out? No, never once thought that in my life. Mm -hmm. okay. No, the sometimes I'll be like, fuck, I should have taken this out sooner. You know, I feel bad that like she uh -huh. what well, I start thinking maybe she had to put her hand in here and push the trash down. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like you having to do that. And then I cook your food. Yeah, yeah. We well, only you only cook one dish. Now, <laughs> you only you only have That's one dish. That's kind of true. Now you only have one dish. <laughs> All right, I love you. All right, love you. Bye. We're gonna call your dad back. Okay, okay bye. bye. Jesus Christ, my wife. Um. My, my wife, I, when I, I, my wife was a vegan, I think, when I married her, a vegetarian for sure, for years and years and years. Now, all she eats is steak. She goes to the, I can't even believe she, my wife wouldn't have even gone. If I would have wanted to go to a butcher 10 years ago, she wouldn't have got, even gone in there. She would have just waited in the car. Maybe if in a pinch, if she wasn't feeling good, she would have had some bone broth. I don't know. Maybe it would have even not even been bone broth. It had been like vegetarian bone broth. Now, there's always a steak always on like if i when i go in there there'll be a steak on the stove if it's either cooking or it's waiting for someone to eat we're like animals now we just eat out of the pan that just sits on the stove more me than her 
there's tw- uh, uh, pretty much even even last night when I went to bed, there was this, this chopped up steak on the counter and uh, a glass Tupperware container just cooling down. She, she won't put warm. She doesn't she doesn't put warm meat in the fridge or something. She got some rule. I'm just throwing it on the floor and let the dog eat it. Um, anyway, the the point of this episode is that I sponsor all the athletes. Every single, all of them, the fucking neuromuscular, the fucking super arrogant, the super feel sorry for you, the men, the women, the one-armed, the kids. The, I, I, I sponsor them all. The, the premise of this show is, that's all I do. Just think of that. Yeah, masters, those ones, the old motherfuckers, all everyone's welcome. The masters kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, everything. And hey, and and it's not it, when I say I have no peer in the space. It's not. Um, I'm I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being conceited. There, there, I'm I'm one of a kind in the space. There, uh, uh, there's a bunch. Uh, the Heat One app is a one of a kind in the space. Um, there are. Yeah, even though everyone's got the news now. Jesus Christ. Craig Ritchie has the news. Lone Ranger has the news. Savon has the news. Pedro has the fake news. Hiller had the news for a minute. I'm going to build a new studio for my news. It's going to be over there. Let me see if I can point to it with you. Over there. New. I'm going to do new backdrop. Okay. Oh, I, I meant to look at my phone and tell you what's happening this week. Here we go. This week's wild. Oh shit. The. Uh, oh, there's no one coming on tomorrow. Oh, you know who's coming on tomorrow? I think. Um, the director of the uh, Rogue Invitational and co-owner of Rogue Fitness, the Empire, the true Empire. The biggest fish in the space, Katie Henniger. That's not a joke. Uh, and then Thursday, James Townsend's coming on. That'll be fun. And then, um, oh, dude, we we don't have. Oh, I need to tell Sousa this. I wonder if I can call Sousa really quick. Um, we need to get all the shows on the schedule. Who's avoiding you? Now I know he's avoiding me. Who's avoiding me? Fuck, how do, how do you know I'm a... You, if you're talking to me, you don't know anything. You reach Matt. Leave a message and I'll get back to you. Damn it. I need to tell... Uh, oh. Uh, um, I, better, I better tell. Uh, we need to get all the... Open shows on the schedule. Please. 
God, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous and excited. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, they announced the open. And then Thursday evening, we're doing a show. And then that that's the Born Primitive CA Peptides CrossFit Open. Taylor versus the world. Thursday will be the hype show for it. We'll talk about all. It's kind of like a CrossFit Games update show, but with the open twist. Open, open focus. Sevy, you can go to Rogue and stay with Yawn. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, listen, if Katie and Bill get a private jet and, and fly there and invite me on it, I will go. I swear to fucking God, I'll go. Other than that, I'm not fucking going. Someone tell them that. Someone tell them that. I'm not fucking going. Or I or or I'd go first class too. Let's let's face it. I'm not just going over there like a regular person. Um, and that's not narcissist. That's prima donna. And um, and I'd need floor access or some access. It would be cool to go. I would take Avi probably. I would take Avi and um, Patrick Rios, probably. Uh, and so they could sit in the back together. Dear Bill and Katie, I will take a first class ticket. Uh, I'd like to go over early with you guys, and then um, Patrick Rios and uh, Avi can sit in the back. Um, coach, thank you. And uh, I do not want to stay with Jan at his house. I would like to stay. Uh, in a uh, nice hotel um, and with all room charges covered, please. Uh, thank you. And I'd like to bring one black man. Thank you. I don't even know you that well, Jeremy. I'd bring you in a fucking second. I would love to hang with you. Although Caleb's such a, Caleb's a bona fide wingman, dude. Caleb's such a good wingman. Fuck. He's not black, but damn. He's good wingman. Uh, so I forget the I forget. I, God damn! Oh, so Friday. So then Friday we actually do the open. That's what I'm really nervous about. I'm nervous for me. I'm nervous for Taylor. I'm nervous for Will Brandstetter. I'm nervous for Dallin. I'm nervous for Jr. I'm nervous for Andy Hendel. I'm nervous for the Born Primitive team, Bear and Claire, Bear and Claire, Claire and Bear. I am, I am, when I go to Greg's, uh, this, uh, for the broken science thing, I am slumming it. I'm staying in, a, in an Airbnb. Hate staying in an Airbnb. Fucking, I like being in a hotel where I can just be like, can you bring me bacon to my room? Fucking hate, hate an Airbnb. Someone just texted me. What the fuck's going on here? Uh oh. Oh, we just got fee scheduled. Fee Sagafi. Great. Awesome. See? See? Think of that. That's that's me sponsoring an athlete. All right. Love you guys. I just want you to know it's perfectly normal. 
if when you look back at pictures of yourself, you think you were more attractive than you did back at the time. Totally normal. Okay, bye-bye.